our thoughts and prayers are with those who were lost and hurt and lost someone in Orlando, and we hope that our nation continues to heal from here. Welcome to Unlearned. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Kat. I'm Misha. And we're, since the world's kind of a shitty, sad place, we're going to start, we're going to start off right off the bat with things that we're grateful or thankful or excited for. And let's, let's count, like my mom always told me almost every day growing up, count your blessings. Mm, So we're going to do a quick uh, blessings counting. Okay. Blessings. So where are you feeling um, hashtag blessed about Misha. <laughs> well, I feel blessed. You see how I do that? You see how I tied that in together? <laughs> I feel really blessed that I finally feel really settled in my job. And I feel like um, a lot of it is coming together. A lot of it's easier. I'm able to take on new responsibility. People are just familiar in general. So mm-hmm. it feels... It feels like home, I think, now. Yeah, happy one-year work anniversary. Thank you. Also, happy one-year friendship anniversary. (gasps) Kat, you're right. (laughs) I'm thankful for you. (laughs) We are are thankful for our friendship. Um, I'm really kind of happy and excited about... I'm, I'm kind of... I'm becoming an adult without realizing it. Um, it's, where it's just kind of like before I was doing like some adult things and <laughs> I was like, well, I'm still, I'm still pretty young. I still feel like I need to call people like Mr. And Mrs. Like by their like last name. And I, but now I'm like, I work, I work somewhere where I work with people like my mom's age and I call them by their first names because Ooh, we're colleagues. What? Big step. And I'm like, buying real artwork now Mm-mm-mm. and um i'm like one like the biggest things that happened for me and my spouse this summer is that we purchased a home and we're you said that so casually like <laughs> i bought a latte i purchased a home and now i'm recording a podcast <laughs> is, this, <laughs> is this something that like i just feel very like happy and good and blessed by the I, adulting's like not the worst it's kind of cool it's kind of smooth it's kind of there's there's some freedom you know what because you give zero f-u-c-k-s's <laughs> when <laughs> when you're an adult <laughs> yeah because you don't yeah because you don't have to you don't anymore. have to <laughs> it's like i ain't trying to impress you <laughs> It's like, I'm worried about my own life. I'm worried about making this dollar and doing what I love and being happy. It's, it's, it's cool and it's wonderful and yay adulting, which I didn't think I would ever say. You know what? By the time I hit 30, I'm going to know how to moonwalk. And every time <laughs> I'm happy, I'm just going to bow, bow, bow. Because I'm going to be an adult. <laughs> I'm going to feel like an adult when I'm 30. That's what I think. I mean, you're Can't already wait. you're already kind of adulting right now. Yeah, but I don't want to kind of be adult, and you know, I want to be like, yo, she's you're, an adult. You're buying furniture, like permanent pieces, not 
Fair. Just Ikea stuff, like permanent Fair. pieces. That's that's pretty adult to me when you're buying like actual real furniture that you can actually take with you on several moves. You know what? I didn't think of it. Like, I am so adult right now. Yeah. <laughs> you have a secure job. I got a coffee mug. I take coffee yeah. with me. You know, I ain't just <laughs> buying coffee because I'm an adult. You know what I mean? I'm thankful. Well, there's another reason why you're not buying coffee, and that's because we're going to talk about today personal finances. Ooh, Lord. And Ooh, Lord. I, which is a very big, important part to adulting. And pretty much just survival in this country and on earth. So, yeah, budgeting is something that's kind of really challenging to learn. But And there's a bit of a learning curve to find what works for you mm-hmm. to where you're not feeling like completely deprived. Like you still feel like you can live your life. But mm-hmm. at the same time, making sure that creditors aren't calling. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, so Misha, how did, how, what was like your relationship with money growing up? Who, who were you? Like, <laughs> who were you? Who was your fiscal self? Yeah. <laughs> uh, growing up, I feel like we, we were not like poor, 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 you know, like we had a house, we were eating, but we were not the family who went to old navy to buy clothes Mm -hmm. that was like really fancy if you rolled up with old navy it's like what do your parents do are they lawyers are they (laughs) doctors you know (laughs) Uh, so you know we we didn't have enough money to buy new clothes like we put things on layaway i i would never understood the the money struggles because i feel like my family didn't want me and my sister to have to necessarily see that kind of stuff see what it was like to have to struggle to pay bills or to struggle to eat it was always for us like that's grown folk stuff mm-hmm. and we have food on the table at the end of the night we didn't know how we got it but it was mm-hmm. like okay this is just our lives so i feel like to us like growing up it never felt like we didn't have money because we me and my sister were always outside playing we would come inside there was food on the table so my my childhood was just amazing i think and in a lot of ways i don't know how my grandma and my mom hid the money struggles from us they must have done a really good job of doing that when i think when around middle school when my mom stepdad and sister and i moved out that's when it was a lot more visible like the money struggles were a lot more visible and still like no lights were being turned off and no food were being turned off but the conversation was a lot more like in our face you know so all of that to say i think my relationship with with money was being oblivious as a child even though we had these very serious struggles moving into high school thinking like oh we have money struggles but that's like my parents job to figure that out Mm -hmm. and in a lot of ways, I mean, that just means that as a child, I really didn't, I don't think I understood what it means to like save my money or to be, <laughs> I'll stop ranting and I'll let you go. But I had a, I have a very, as soon as I get money, I want to spend it mentality. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that comes from the fact that we didn't have a lot of extra money. So when I did get money, I was just like, oh, this is to go, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, how are you? Well, I right. also think that's because you're you're just a generous person mm-hmm. in general. And I think that's like your love language is to 
spend money and to spend it on other people you know it's so true it it, it is true and my sister and i grew up in the same household you know under the same conditions and we have very different personalities towards money and there was this one time where my grandma gave us each $20. We were balling out of control because we had never had this much money. We were like $20. Oh, my God. And I thought, you know, this would be nice for me to spend half my money on my sister. So I went out, spent all, half my money on her, half my money on myself. Then the end of the day, I couldn't buy candy. I was like, dang, I really want some candy. So I went up to her. I said, Havana, I spent all my money. Can I borrow some money so I can get some candy? She said, no. <laughs> and I was like, but I spent my money on you. She's like, I didn't tell you to spend your right. money on me. <laughs> so I have always felt like I have been very like, I'm going to spend my money on you. Like, this is what money is for. And Havana has always been like, money is for saving from mm-hmm. a very young age. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I have had a very loose relationship <laughs> where money, it comes, it goes, it comes, it goes, you know? What about you? I So like growing up, um, very similar situation to you, single parent. We live with just a household, like very similar to you. We live with like my grandma for a while. So it's like me and my mom, my grandma and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like my, my mom definitely, if we had a problem with money, like she, like she didn't show it. I think mm-hmm. like there were... were eight years in my childhood where we were like good like mm-hmm. we were fine like mm-hmm. we went like my mom took me to disney world mm-hmm. type like we're good mm-hmm. <laughs> type situation uh it's just like my dad wasn't really in the picture and he didn't send money he was like you know supporting his other family mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. as i say that we're recording on father's day <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh so my yeah, my dad wasn't really in the picture. Gave my mom money, and my mom's like, "Yo, I got this." So she um, she didn't have like crazy amount of like housing expenses because we were living with my grandma. Um, so my mom just like helped with like the house was like paid off, so she just helped with mm-hmm. the taxes, insurance, um, and other like non mortgage related mm-hmm. expenses, and. And we were, yeah, like, we were fine. We bought all of our clothes from Kmart. Mm-hmm. Because, um, like, yeah, we didn't have Old Navy money. Yeah. But it was, like... That Walmart. That was yeah. Walmart. <laughs> but it was still, like, I... It was... <laughs> this is, like, kind of weird. But I felt, I felt really, like, privileged because I could roll into Kmart yeah. and buy anything I wanted that was under five ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> you're right you always felt like a boss you're like dang i'm going to walmart get my clothes <laughs> okay <laughs> and it was felt like um it felt like like she had it for a really long time and then she um lost her job and went to a job that paid like significantly less mm. and that's when like hardcore money struggles came in and she wasn't showing it for a while but as we were entering high school it was very much like um hey if you could like help out with some of the bills Mm -hmm. that would be great so once i was able to like start working i started working i would give my mom like my first summer that my birthday's in the summer so i wasn't able to legally work till summer and so during the summer i got like two three jobs so that i could have for one for one job i could keep like my money and spend on myself and then for my other job I would give my mm-hmm. mom money. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how things 
that's how things kind of shook out for me mm-hmm. um and then like we didn't we weren't like truly flat broke until i was 17 mm. getting ready to leave for college mm. um and but that's like neither here or there the i guess the point of this story is that we didn't have a lot of money <laughs> and my but my relationship you actually you sound like you and your sister sound just like me and my brother mm-hmm. like my brother would go out spend it immediately mm-hmm. my he cannot keep a dollar to save his life you would think that he has holes in his pocket <laughs> he just cannot keep money like and then i'm like a soul in the corner hoarding money <laughs> just like <laughs> like saving it intensely um and that's kind of just how I've always perceived like money is meant to be saved. I don't, mm-hmm. my mom never taught me that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's like a personality thing. It seems like you and I reacted very differently to how we were raised because in, in your circumstances, it seems like you saw a lack and we're like, I'm going to save this so that if this X, Y, and Z comes up, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Where I think I saw it as, like, we don't have these things, so when I get money, I'm just going to ball out with it, you know? <laughs> and I feel like there are there are a lot of people who fit more in my camp than your. I think it's much harder to grow up without money, and then mm. when you get money, be like, oh, I'm just not going to spend this money. I'm going to save it. Whereas if you've gone so much of your life without extra, mm-hmm. when you when you feel like you got extra, that's what I should say. <laughs> It's so easy to be like, oh, I can go out. I can take my friends out to eat now. Like, oh, I can pay for this now. When really it's like, mm, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure you can pay for that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've like definitely though, since I was like at the smallest of kids, like my uncle would just slide me 20s every now and mm-hmm. then. And I would have those for a really long time. Mm. So it's just like always been in my personality to save up and i i continue like that carried on but like after experience like the level of poverty that i mm-hmm. had that mm-hmm. I started experiencing when i was 17 um i then just kind of like that didn't really change my relationship with money i was still mm-hmm. like saving but like i i was saving more intensely i was willing to make a lot more sacrifices mm-hmm. once i hit college mm-hmm. um and i was willing to like work as many jobs as i can fit into my schedule and still pass my classes mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was, I didn't really sleep much in college <laughs> i was definitely working a lot um but only to like have a surplus to like mm-hmm. prepare my prepare, like i just wanted to set myself up so that i didn't have to experience mm-hmm. that level of like mm-hmm. poverty again you know Sometimes I don't think that people understand what it's like to grow up in that environment. Like it sounds for me in high school, I understood we didn't have money and I understood the severity of it. And when I got a job in high school, my mom was like, you know, you're getting a job, like you're going to understand what it means to work for what you want. And luckily when we got a job, it was like, you know, you're paying for your clothes. Like if you want to go out to eat, that's you. If you want to buy books, that's you. Like we're not providing that for you. In a lot of ways, I see that as taking a lot of stress off of my parents. But, you know, then I just thought of it as like, oh, yeah, mama's teaching me responsibility, you know. But mm-hmm. now I kind of see it as, okay, when your kids are old enough to work for their own, that means that that's more money you can put towards your bills. And I also don't, you know, when I got to college, there was nobody to really talk to about finances mm-hmm. because 
so many people I went to school with never had to think about it. You know, mm-hmm. my, fr- my freshman year of college, almost every person was wealthy. And I, I think there were two women on my freshman hall whose family had private jets. <laughs> so I literally never felt comfortable talking to anybody about money, how to save money, what it meant to like have proper etiquette, you know, all mm-hmm. of these different things to get sick and not necessarily have health insurance. Mm-hmm. It, I think it's in t- not until I was taken out of my home environment that I was able to reflect back on the things we didn't have because when you're in it a lot of times you're like this is just life and i i think that i understood later in high school when i would kind of be that just ignorant person that was kind of embarrassed a lot of times like oh i can't really do that i can't really afford that but then i got to college and i was like yo we were way more on the poor side than i thought (laughs) like thanks mom and brian for all you did to budget right Oh, uh, you did. I think that, like, there... So, my... Aunt, we spent a lot of time with, like, my aunt and uncle growing up. And they were kind of on, like, the opposite spectrum of, like, us financially. So, they would always, like, give us money. They would take us to do nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, like, pretty content with <laughs> the, not really, like, getting the things that... Or not being able to, like, afford stuff. Um, but like they would always kind of find a way to like splurge on us or mm-hmm. like make us feel that we're not like dirt poor. Mm-hmm. I guess so. For example, we were we were gonna my so my brother had his girlfriend was in my grade. It was mm-hmm. my year, and so it was gonna be like my date his girlfriend and him we were the four of us we were going to go to prom together and we were going to take like my mom's like shitty old mods mazda <laughs> to the prom and then but we were totally fine with it we were totally content mm-hmm. we we're just like yeah my brother's gonna drive that's cool it's better than like honestly it's better than taking the red line <laughs> yeah so, um so then like my aunt surprised us with the limo oh at like the last minute and we're, and we're like we were fine driving. You have, to, you have to spend your your money. That's we. Know, I mean, we don't have limo money. You don't have to like waste your money on us. But like, she like always did like these like big gestures for mm-hmm. us um, to kind of make us feel like we weren't like as poor as we were. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I appreciate. I definitely appreciate like my aunt and uncle for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, why that story is relevant. No, it's so sweet, though, because I think it shows that there are little moments where you've you've been raised to just be content with certain things. And that's why I think, you know, it wasn't until college that I really realized, like even in high school, I realized Mm -hmm. that we were more on the poor side. But it wasn't until college that I really, really understood and so to me, I think what your story shows is like there is a level of content that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And in these moments, like those things where I, I know a ton of people who like, yes, there's a limo at prom. I would have ne- that would have never even been on my radar. Right. You know, <laughs> and so I, I don't know. I think it's a very sweet moment and shows how sometimes when you live without money, you get content with certain things yeah. and they, they seem extravagant. You yeah. Know? And, and it's like getting money like as so being partnered with someone in like a well-paying field 
has <laughs> elevated like mm-hmm. what I expect or like my expectations. So I feel I feel like now I've oh God, I've turned into like this weird kind of creepy snob like, before. <laughs> but, like before, like you know, if we were like fortunate enough to like travel, we go down south to visit family, mm-hmm. and we would just like stay in a motel and like that's mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And so now I honestly said this. Uh, one day we were traveling and I was just like, if it's under four stars, I'm not staying there. And I was like, what? <laughs> Who, Who am I? <laughs> I was, Who I am turned I? to like this weird kind of creepy snob because like, um, early on in our relationship, if we like go visit his, uh, family, like his family has a beach house outside mm. of San Francisco. Mm. So sometimes we go into San Francisco and like chill out. And his like mom would just be like, oh, yeah, just stay wherever you want. I'll pay for your hotel room. Mm-hmm. And so we like stayed at this like luxury hotel. Mm. And then like, ever since then, I was just like, I only want luxury hotels. I only want luxury. It's it's it kind of like. So going from someone without money to going to like someone who is financially secure Mm -hmm. has changed me in a very Mm -hmm. weird way. Mm -hmm. I still like I still try to live my life very cheaply Mm -hmm. because I was going to say it. It seems like you can have those lavish experiences because you're good with your money. Mm -hmm. You're you're really good with saving your money, whereas there ain't a lavish experience gonna come to me for a few years because I've been so bad with my money. <laughs> I'm just now getting to a point where I've created a budget. I'm trying to mm-hmm. stick to a budget and trying to stick to X, Y, and Z. Well, so, yeah. Let's like let's let's talk about like we're adults with jobs. Um, how what's our what's what are we doing right now with our money? Well, I will say, I feel like a delayed adult (laughs) because going straight from undergrad straight to grad school just felt like I elongated undergrad. Mm -hmm. And so in May, when I graduated, I feel that I was going through with my money, what many of my peers had gone through at 22 Mm -hmm. when they were graduating college and got jobs right away. So I feel like the, the last year for me has really, been spent learning figuring out my habits of like where i want to spend money where i do spend money Mm -hmm. and ultimately where i can afford to spend money (laughs) because the truth is there are not a lot of places i can actually afford to spend money Mm -hmm. um so what was your question exactly just like what's what's our what's our current deal with money as adults Mm -hmm. and like are you still the type of are you still like who you were as a kid where it's just like i i got it i'm spending it's like it's mine i'm spending look cat look (laughs) up until about four weeks ago i was okay (laughs) then we had some chats and i got envious of your budgeting and i was like i gotta get my life right okay gotta get my life right i think you know with my i'm so blessed for somebody who studied religion in undergrad who got a master's of divinity. Mm-hmm. I thought I would be coming out of school making like $25,000 a year, you know, like mm-hmm. not even knowing how I was going to like really eat. So for me to have the job that I have and being able to, even if not lavishly live in Chicago, to be able to, to survive in Chicago, mm-hmm. I just feel very blessed in general. 
if I didn't have the debt I had, mm-hmm. yo, I would be putting stacks on stacks in the savings. <laughs> but unfortunately, debt is real. Yes, okay. student loans are very real, and I think mm-hmm. that's really delayed mm-hmm. our generation. Yeah, you know, and and for many people, even people I go, people who are from home, who are like, yeah, you better save that money. I'm like, do you know what it's like to have? thousands and thousands in school debt yeah just in school debt like yeah you bought a car yeah mm-hmm. i understand that but i ain't driving my school debt you know <laughs> what i mean oh lord so i think that my mindset has definitely changed now because at 26 i am thinking about what i want in the long term mm-hmm. whereas before it's been like very short term like i just need to buy this in order to get to this level but now i'm kind of like well you know one day i would want to be married my mom ain't paying for that wedding yeah. my dad ain't, my stepdad ain't paying for that wedding one day i would like to have children i ain't living at home with my mom and dad yeah. like i'm gonna have to provide for them you know nothing wrong if you do live at home with your parents but that's not what i necessarily want for my life and mm-hmm. so i think my mentality especially when being around you and your partner is if you are serious about the goals that you want you have to also be serious about how you spend and save your money. Mm -hmm. And I think that it wasn't until a few weeks ago where I was like, Oh, you're actually right about that. If I Mm -hmm. do want to meet certain goals, that means that in the short term, I have to limit what I'm spending. Yeah. This has been very hard for me because I'm not (sighs) that personality. I am the personality where it's like, Oh, you've had a hard day. Let me take you out to dinner. (laughs) Oh, you had a hard day here's a present you know (laughs) like that is my personality and so it kills me (laughs) to just say that I can't do that so I'm I'm even thinking about how are ways to show my appreciation to to fulfill that gift giving love language I have Mm -hmm. when I literally cannot afford to give gifts (laughs) it's just murdering my soul it's killing me what about you what is your approach to finances now that you're adulting Um, so I'm very fortunate to have a partner who approaches money the like similar. So we come from totally different backgrounds, um, to- totally different socioeconomic statuses, to- totally different like levels of wealth. And by that, I meant I had no wealth and he had like inherited wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, like if we're just very, very, we were raised very different, mm-hmm. had pretty different, attitudes around money um but we we agree that saving is everything and that like we're willing to sacrifice to to reach our goals so like ever so we got married in in almost two years ago and like it's been our goal over like the last two years to buy buy a home Mm -hmm. um so we were just like well, we can have, we can like, we know that we can save this amount, like X amount every single month. And that, that should be our minimum goal. And if we have the ability to go higher then we will, and that's, and then, well, yeah. So we started doing that. And then he also wanted to save, start saving for retirement. So we're also, we've also put Fair. a lot into retirement too. Uh, so then we were, it was just like, uh, we, we knew we decided like what our means were what are we willing to sacrifice what luxuries um we want to invest in when the time comes but it's just like day-to-day life 
let's keep these bills low. Let's keep our uh, like expenses fixed. And with all that, with the extra money, save, save, save. Like that's like the most important part. So now we, yeah, it's kind of weird also because we have like money, a good amount of money in our retirement plans. We have uh, our, well, our savings is currently being drained by the home purchase. Oh, Lord. So that we, we kind of bought a home that's a little more than we could afford. So it took our, it took uh, our save, it took our savings, but it's totally okay because I like I started a new job so we're good <laughs> it was all of it was like based on his income so the so when we started looking at a new home we based it solely off of his income so that we could still afford it if one of us is out of work oh what <laughs> next level adulting yeah you said oh I'm gonna look and see if there is a trial or tribulation in the future <laughs> And do my budget around that? Okay. Yeah. So, like, we definitely have, like, a rainy day fund. We try to, like, always maintain uh, emergency funds separate from our savings, separate from our retirement. Mm -hmm. So, it's just, like, we are, we we think very, like, long-term future, um, the cost of, like, having a home, the cost of having kids. Mm -hmm what we want in our lives and that and i think that the the thoughts to the future like really motivates motivate us and has really kept us like disciplined and saving our money i wonder well i will say that i've been reading some articles about this and i just feel like there is zero percent no i'm gonna say <laughs> a lot of people in our age group who just do not approach money that way. Yeah. I was reading one article that said <laughs> the title of this article killed me and it was like millennials save an average of zero <laughs> <laughs> and I have an average of zero in their savings. Mm-hmm. And it was really talking about how we're a part of a generation that really cares about spending money on experiences mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily care about putting money in savings you know, and I thought the article did a really good job of not necessarily making a judgment on that, mm-hmm. but just simply saying that there has been a values shift mm-hmm. in the generation. So a lot of people in our age group just don't put an emphasis on having money held yeah. back. But I also think it was very interesting. I read another article that was saying that middle class families who you would look at and think, oh, they're not struggling at all. Most of those families Maybe was it like 60 or 70% of them would have trouble paying for a $400 emergency. It was some, yeah. it was some yeah. kind of weird percentage. I was yeah. like, what, what got me was it wasn't even like, you know, poor families, mm-hmm. people who make under this amount of money. It was middle-class families mm-hmm. would struggle to pay for $400. And, you know, I wonder how it would be if people did decide that putting money into savings was a very, good and smart thing to do i will say though i wonder how many people are in my situation where i got out of school i only had four days to find an apartment (laughs) i wasn't trying to live with a few crazy people i met (laughs) so i i moved into a studio by myself and i think that ultimately for me it's hard to say no to experiences when you're new to a city yeah when People are like, hey, you're new. Come hang out with us. Mm -hmm. We're going to dinner here. It's hard to be like, no, I can't afford that. 
what's going to probably be a 30 to $50 meal. You yeah. know, I don't want to spend my money on that because in that moment you're saying no to like the start of a new friendship. Mm-hmm. And for me, it takes me a long time before I think I'm comfortable with being like, no, I really can't afford that. Mm-hmm. And I've had to just be very upfront now about it. I mean, like I'm trying to save money. I really can't afford to do that with you. But I think that it's, that's somewhere I've gotten with my closer friends. Whereas if you're trying to reach out and make your, you know, make new friends, it's Mm -hmm. very hard to be like, Hey, I want to hang out with you. You want to come to my house and do something free? You know, (laughs) somebody you've just met is going to be like, um, I'm not Uh, sure if I want to go to your house, stranger, and do something free. But that's not well. So no, I totally I I in relation to like your story. When I came back after undergrad, I was pretty much like just starting over with friends, Mm -hmm. Um, and I was an AmeriCorps Vista, Mm -hmm. so I made ten thousand dollars that year. Mm -hmm. So we were we were all. All of my friends at the time were also AmeriCorps Vistas. My roommate was uh, in AmeriCorps too, mm-hmm. so the we like all just kind of got together and we we're just like, "What's what's like the cheapest things that we can do?" <laughs> and cheapest thing is free. <laughs> yeah, like we since we basically had no money, we were all like paying rent. Um, half of my paycheck went to rent and. Mm. we were just like hey like let's only let's have dinner parties Mm -hmm. and then have some like cheap wine or Mm -hmm. some cheap drinks and then once we're good and full and drunk then let's go out and buy one pbr for the whole night (laughs) and nurse it (laughs) and have like a ton of fun and let's dance and like Mm -hmm. have fun so like we we basically lived our lives around it was easy since they were in the same Mm -hmm. situation like we just lived our lives by like what was cheap Mm -hmm. what was free can can like what can we get dudes to buy us at the bar (laughs) can you buy this for me (laughs) and like that yeah just like that type or if we like met some if we like were hanging out with someone with money we'd just be like yeah you know serving america while and taking a year off to service to like to provide start like help poor poor people <laughs> we would like low-key just sometimes guilt people into like buying us stuff. <laughs> it's like yeah oh can you like cover this meal because that drains my food budget for right. a month <laughs> yeah and and that would be like the situation where it's just like would we, we we really couldn't afford to go out because we just like we had we were we all had no money mm-hmm. um but like I totally like I totally mm-hmm. get it. But for and I totally understand that now because mm-hmm. I'm experiencing that more now. Mm-hmm. Where people are like, well, "Let's go grab dinner. Let's go mm-hmm. grab drinks." Um, but coming out of college, it's like it was for me. Mm-hmm. Let's have let's mm-hmm. have dinner parties. Mm-hmm. Let's pregame mm-hmm. and then go out. Let's like be really responsible mm-hmm. with the very little money that mm-hmm. we have, and still have like mm-hmm. a lot of fun. That seems so fun, though, because you did have kind of a built-in group of people who understood what you were going through. Maybe I'll get to that point one day mm-hmm. where it's like, y'all know I'm, y'all know I'm struggling. Don't be asking me to go out to dinner. But then, Ugh. but there are a lot of free stuff that's happening in yeah, Chicago that you yeah. can kind of, which is good in the summer. Like there's tons of stuff to do in the summer. 
and that's like and you can also just kind of start suggesting mm-hmm. making like suggestions where they're like let's go out and you, you can be like let's have a picnic at the park or like mm-hmm. let's have a picnic at the beach mm-hmm. and that like just saves so much and people are like oh this is different and fun because mm-hmm. everyone goes to restaurants like that you can get like low-key boring but <laughs> <laughs> you know we can do like let's go and go to like millennial park and listen to music and sit on the lawn and have yeah. a little picnic okay like, i'm about to be so. blunt i i'm not even gonna sugarcoat it from now yeah. starting now <laughs> To the rest of my life, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. People <laughs> yeah. say, you want dinner? I'm going to say, is dinner under $5? Because <laughs> if dinner's under $5, yes, I'll go. If it's not, right. we're going to have to figure out something else. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think that you're definitely already, like, you've, like, established some good friendships. Mm-hmm. And people will respect that. Like, people will respect that it's unrealistic for everyone to spend, mm-hmm. like, all the money all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Yeah. I, I think I think like definitely, if living living like poorly with my with my like AmeriCorps friends brought us closer together, mm-hmm. because once mm-hmm. we like started getting real jobs and could do all that stuff, mm-hmm. <sighs> ruined our friendships. <laughs> I mean, honestly, because then everybody, you know, when you just don't have money, mm-hmm. you kind of have to survive yeah but then when you get money all of these different philosophies about money start to come mm-hmm. out and i could see how that could yeah. lead a one group of people to being like yeah let's go all the time another group being like i ain't trying to ball out i just got out of this poverty i'm trying to save <laughs> this <laughs> but like definitely within when i was like living my life with like little money I, I felt that i felt the happiest mm-hmm. and so like there's a so okay this is semi-off topic but i know like a lot of people who travel to do work in like african nations and they're and the one thing that strikes them is like how genuinely happy mm-hmm. these villagers are like they have genuine happiness on their side and i feel like my like mo money mo problems like mm-hmm. straight up puff was right <laughs> I, was, I don't know I, I feel like increasingly dissatisfied with mm-hmm. um like my with my life overall just mm-hmm. like with having with being more mm-hmm. financially like successful I just felt the I don't know mm-hmm. it's kind of weird to be like poverty I was happy being poor I mean obviously I like mm-hmm. having a savings account and being able to mm-hmm. uh address like emergencies if it comes mm-hmm. to, to it mm-hmm. but i i don't know yeah. the friendships that you build the like way the ways you get to be creative mm-hmm. well, yeah mm-hmm. i get that there is a lot of f- more freedom that comes with it but i do understand how that can also create a lot more problems i think for me i've i've kind this is one thing i think my mom and my my dad really instilled in me is that debt for people of my age, people their age, it's just a part of life. Mm-hmm. You're going to be in debt. It's your, all about your mindset to debt, you know? And maybe there are people who are listening who are in debt, who are not in debt, you know, more power to you. But, mm-hmm. you know, when I would get a doctor bill or something and I would be stressed out, like, how mm-hmm. am I going to pay $500? You know, right. I would just automatically just tense up. My mom would be like, look, that debt's going to be around. <laughs> what you can... You stressing out about a $500 lump sum ain't going to do nothing for you. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you what you can do 
is you can figure out how much you can pay a month. Yeah. You know, don't try to starve because you want to just get the debt out the way. Mm -hmm. Like figure out how you can pay this off and survive at the same time. And I think that has allowed me to just kind of be like, you know what? You're right. I am going to have debt. I can stress out a lot about this (laughs) or I can sit down and think about how I'm going to pay it off while surviving and go about my life. And I think that has really allowed me to be like, you know what? It's a part of existence. I'm going to have to pay it off. But you know what? This can't be bogging me down. Yeah. <laughs> if anything was going to bog me down, it was going to be my student loans. Yeah. Because <laughs> I could be driving a real nice car with how much I got in them student loans. <laughs> so I just got to let it go. And that don't mean I ain't paying because, you know, you girl I ain't ever late on a payment. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Kat? Yeah, tell me. And, and the listeners. And the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> look, I ain't never late. Okay. And I was checking my statements. It said, you owe $40 in late fees because you didn't pay a couch payment on time. I said, "Mm, what? (laughs) Because your girl always pays on time. I (laughs) I called these people and I said, can you please tell me how I got a late fee when I always pay on time? And listen to this. Listen to this bull. Listen to this. (laughs) This yeah. woman said, you paid too early. Mm-mm. It didn't register, and they gave you a late fee. This, y'all listeners, this is how they be getting you. Mm-mm. How am I going to get a late fee for paying too early? <laughs> so I said, can you, can you please remove this? And she was like, I'm sorry. I don't know how this happened. I'll remove it. It's like, uh, you better. See, and I can see how somebody just wouldn't pay attention to that and be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I was late. <laughs> and they're paying extra money. Yeah. Check your bills. Check your statement. This is another thing my mama taught me. She writes down everything that comes out of their bank account. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everything. My 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 dad could buy a 25-cent pack of gum. <laughs> when my mom gets her statement at the, at the end of the month, she says, why 25 cents missing out of my bank account? <laughs> okay? And Brian will be like, oh, I forgot to give you that receipt. I bought a pack of gum and my mom would go off. She would be like, the reason we got the notebook is so we can trace our finances. Thank you, mom. You made me observant. Check your finances. Check your statements, y'all. Because they be trying to get us out here. Yeah, no, they no, they definitely they do. They try to like sneak in fees. Anytime I see any fee on my account, I'm like, hey, so reverse this fee. And they're like, okay. Like Chase just like does it. Like they don't. Because I, I won't, I don't deal with, I don't do fees. I don't find them, like, to be an acceptable part of banking. But they just, I, re- I really honestly think that some people, some creditors, people who do debt stuff, they really rely on people not paying attention to their statements oh, yeah. to get all this extra stuff. 100%. And yeah. let me tell you, this is, this is just me talking about my woes, okay? <laughs> Look, I looked at my Comcast bill, $70. I said, what? Mm-hmm. I don't even got a TV. Why need right. all this cable? <laughs> I told these people I didn't want cable. Right. So I called. And I said, I'm going to need this below $40. Right. Because the dude who called me said I could get $40. And when I went paperless, that takes $10 off. Mm-hmm. So I said, look, I agreed to this under false pretenses. <laughs> and if y'all ain't going to bring this down to under 40 you're going to have to let me go. You know mm-hmm. what they did? 
put it under 40. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then they were like, but that means we're going to have to take the, the super fast speed off your internet. I said, that's cool. All I got to do is connect. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why the extra fast? <laughs> don't you want cable? No. I got a t- I don't got a TV. Mm-hmm. They be trying bugs. to charge you. That's right. I'll be reading. <laughs> and I would I would take dial up if it was still available. <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> so it's like AOL one thousand free hours. <laughs> all I need is dial up. Do you hear me? <laughs> I wouldn't care about the tone. I would wait, click on a page, go cook dinner, and be like, I'm gonna read this article. It took thirty minutes to load, but <laughs> teaching me patience. They be trying to get you out here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so yeah, let's just do like a few quick tips on like budgeting keeping keeping your money right keeping your money close keeping by. your eye out um so yeah definitely make sure you check your bank accounts regularly your credit card statements regularly to make sure that no one's pulling some shady shit on you and trying to take your money look like, y'all they count on you not noticing the yeah, shade yeah so like have have your set expenses list your set expenses list the range and with what your set expenses can be so like i know that my electric bill will be between this and this and if it's like higher than this set amount we got a problem and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna need to call combat Mm -hmm. um and it's and so make sure so write down your fixed expenses make sure that you always have enough to cover it and with your surplus take about 10 percent to do what you want to do live your life and then save the rest if you can so, like, if you got student loans, you got rent, you have uh, Netflix, electric, Netflix. Look, that's my uh, that's my one splurge. I ain't yeah. getting rid of that. <laughs> just like once you have all of that, make just always kind of make sure that you you have that taken care of, and if possible, um, one or two months of like savings to cover those expenses if need if like the need ever arises can can i say one of the best tips i think you gave me which i was almost doing yeah (laughs) is bringing your lunch to work every day Mm -hmm. so i would say i was bringing most days i was bringing my lunch but some days i would get home late or something and be like Mm -hmm. i just really don't i want to go to sleep but i think that really does help and I know you've had friends who just eat out every day. Mm-hmm. I know some people who eat out every day. And it really starts to eat at your money. It's, like, yeah. really starts to eat at your money. I was reading online. I wanted to know how much I should be, like, what's the average amount to spend each week. And it said that lavish spending, according to, like, to the average American spending, is $40 a week. Like, $36 a week for groceries lavish <laughs> i said yo that means i'm living like bill gates if 36 is lavish but my you friends in here. right i text three of my friends and all of them their weekly weekly grocery budgets were around 40 20 to 40 dollars and i said yo that means your girl gotta mm-hmm. i'm only spending five dollars and 70 cent a day for food <laughs> starting sunday oh that's today <laughs> starting today <laughs> I'm overliving, yeah. overspending. <laughs> if I if my friends can live on forty dollars of groceries a week, mm-hmm. I ain't got no excuses. I yeah. So so I had one friend who bought her lunch every every day, uh, or no, she like she like paid for her lunch every day, and that's at the end like at the end of the week that's fifty dollars. That's two hundred dollars a month 
that you like and you're paying all like you live by yourself you have like all this other expenses and you just launch and and it's like you're spending 200 you spent 200 dollars this month on just lunch Mm -hmm. you there are two other meals Mm -hmm. there are snacks there's alcohol there's a lot. Yo, you've like you're, you've spent all your money, and she would just like always kind of like come to me like crying, like I, I literally have twenty dollars in my bank account, and I was like, you make more money than me. I was working for a nonprofit mm-hmm. at the time. This was like a couple years ago. I was just like, you make more money than me. We pay like similar amounts in rent. You, this is like, like, dude, you need to start bringing your lunch to work. It's like a quick, a quick fix, and look, two hundred dollars. Of backing your bank account mm-hmm. because people eat through their money literally yeah. yeah so i i think like eating out is just a quick way to kind of cur like mm-hmm. eating out realizing the cost of eating mm-hmm. out and the cost of uh alcohol like mm-hmm. buying like alcohol and stuff if you take a look at it and you see like how much you spend or if you use uh websites and or apps like mint.com where mm-hmm. they just like look at your checking account and they're and they show you like this is how much you spent on food and entertainment this is like how much you spent on transportation and like if you sit and you take a good hard look at your finances like it'll you kind of realize like mm-hmm. ooh, i guess i could cut back like mm-hmm. i could make a few sacrifices which i don't know if bringing your lunch to work is truly a sacrifice you still eating yeah exactly and you you maybe you sacrifice the convenience yeah which we are human beings, <laughs> so cooking is what helped you survive. So I don't know how that's a sacrifice. Yeah, <laughs> but I like I wouldn't label that as a sacrifice. But many like, people in our age group don't like cooking, though. We've I f- I feel like I was watching a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's like people just don't cook. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm trying to become a chef. My meal's gonna look five star. You hear me? You like to take uh, take the basic and make it better. Love, yes. <laughs> my lunch is about to look like what's that restaurant in Chicago, Alenia? Yeah, my lunch is about to be floating. It's about <laughs> to be like it's gonna be crazy how good my lunch is about to look. Foam palate cleanser. Look, <laughs> dude, I I ate there once. That shit was crazy. That that was the most expensive meal of my life. Was it good it was though? Three hours. It was it was really salty. So you, I don't know, you might like it. Oh no, I, I love salt. Yeah. Ooh. It was some of it was like absolutely amazing. Some of it was like I spent hundreds of dollars on this. <laughs> what? I couldn't rationalize that in my heart. If no. somebody else paid for it, I'll be like, Yas, I'll eat here. It was like my birthday present a couple years ago. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Splurge. Treat yourself. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yo, that was, it was like kind of dope. And then also, what, what have I gotten myself into? It was three hours? Yeah. A three-hour meal. That's how the French do it. It was like 20 courses. 19, 20 courses. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and the, no, okay. We're getting so off topic. We'll talk about this later. But the Stop dessert eating was like through crazy. your finances, cat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat. You don't eat. Um, any other tips or tricks? Look, don't don't be afraid to tell your friends. Don't be afraid to tell. Let me tell you what I did, Kat. After one of our conversations, mm-hmm. I created a spreadsheet for the next year. Okay, look. I said, "This is how much debt I got. This is how much debt I want to pay. This is how much savings I got. Zero. This is how much <laughs> I want to get. You know what I mean? So I set it down." I became a regular mathematician overnight. <laughs> Look, I was doing numbers. I was crunching. I was on my calculator. I was figuring it out. Yo, your girl going to be rich by next year. Look, 
that's not true but i will be financially more financially stable by next year because i was able to see how much debt i'm in how much i can pay on each thing in Mm -hmm. relation to other things Mm -hmm. and it just made me feel so much better about myself because i was like oh i can actually do this Mm -hmm. when i stop being irresponsible (laughs) that helps actually seeing where your money's going actually seeing how you might be able to pay certain stuff off of the next year and what you can save over the next year Mm -hmm. it just helped me i'm a visual person so it really helped me to Put things in perspective. I'm glad you're going down the road of financial success. Um, This is, yeah, man, it's going to be dope. It's going to be exciting. Yo, Kat, I'm going to bust up. I'm going to look so good in the fall. Because I'm going to have savings to buy clothes. You're going to be like, Misha, I'm going to say, girl, savings account. Okay? I'm saving for a new coat. I'm saving for boots. I'm saving for some furniture. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> anyway i'm off my i'm off my little rocker right now so i'm gonna be quiet <laughs> i won't be able to afford a rocker in the fall okay because of my savings success feel free to send them our way you can email us at unlearnedpodcast at gmail.com you can check us out on facebook twitter uh you can find us on itunes and stitcher at unlearned and hit us up on facebook at unlearned and tweet at us is that right tweet yeah yeah tweet okay uh i feel like i feel like an old lady um tweet (laughs) at us at (laughs) unlearned underscore shy so thanks for listening. We hope that you get your financial game tight. Got to get it looking good. We want you to reach your goals. We want you to have the same success. And if you're not there yet, if you are not going to be there for a while, like count, me, <laughs> don't forget to count your blessings mm-hmm. because, yo, life is still pretty good. If you have the devices to be listening to this podcast right now, your life ain't that bad. You got a smartphone or like an iPod or the Internet. You kind of count that, count that blessing. So. Check your Comcast though. Yeah, check your Comcast. Yeah, no, make sure. You can always, actually, bef- okay, before we go, always, like, if you're a Comcast bill, they always increase it slowly and slowly. You call them, threaten, you threaten, not threaten them, like, with harm, threaten them with leaving, and then they will lock you into a much cheaper rate. Like, sometimes they'll knock, like, $80 off the bill lock you into that rate for two years to keep you as a customer so don't be afraid to call and demand a cheaper rate because yo actually that that did save us a lot of money last year we call comcast yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. don't be afraid to negotiate things um so yeah so thanks for listening and have a great day have a great day (laughs) 